closet while still in my pajamas because my kids have been sick for about a week and a half. This is Lindsay Cavett with the Expressing Motherhood podcast. This show is going to focus on creative moms, what kind of projects they are up to, and how they're finding time to create. Expressing Motherhood, the stage show, was created back in 2008 by two stay-at-home moms. I'm one of those moms, Lindsay Cavett. I have three kids, ages 8, 5, and 3, and I've been producing the show ever since. To join in on the conversation, please either go to expressingmotherhood.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, and then use the hashtag ExmoShow. And today's show, I'm going to be speaking with Los Angeles mom, Elizabeth Aquino, and we're going to be talking to her about her continued caregiving for her daughter and arranging all the crazy logistics for her big trip this summer to Hedgebrook in June. I'm excited to find out more about that. And then also, we're going to talk about eating more healthily and exercising more. Um, Elizabeth can be found on her site, Elizabeth Aquino. .blogspot.com. Hey, Elizabeth, are you there? I am. I'm here. Oh, phew. How are you? I'm good. I've never good. done this I've, before. Oh, well, uh, this is my third time, Elizabeth, and I'm now I'm using my landline this time to see if it's going to sound better than my microphone. So this is my first time doing this from the phone, so don't worry. We're both novices. But thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to do anything yeah. related to expressing motherhood and you. No, thank you. So I want to find out about. Well, first of all, I'm like I've I've been wa- running around with the kids because they've been home um, with the cold. And people who are not from LA, I just want to let them know that we're actually having our own little winter here. It's been like a week of much needed cooler weather and rain. So. I've just been like buckled down, and my little reprieve has been coming into this closet and doing the podcast. So, this is my social moment with you. But I want to find out about Hedgebrook, what it is, and you know how you got involved with it, and just let me tell if you can tell us about Hedgebrook. Sure. Um, I guess Hedgebrook is is sort of like a West Coast version. It's an artist colony, and if I think some of the more well known ones might be Breadloaf and McDowell, those are art colonies or places where people go um, have residencies um, for writing. Um, some are artists and playwrights and that sort of thing. Hedgebrook is actually just for women writers, and it's this extraordinary place on. Whidbey Island that is off the coast of Washington. Um, And I had always heard about it but never dared to um, apply because the residencies are really coveted. They give out 40, I believe, a year, and they get almost 2,000 applicants. So I didn't have any... um, It would just be in my wildest dreams that I would ever get one. But last summer, one of my good friends, who's also a writer, um, she was in my writing group for a long time, um, and she encouraged me to apply. So I try to apply. I try to submit my work um, all the time. I kind of do it. And I've got thick skin now, so it's not like I'm – I don't – I mean, of course, I always hope that something will be accepted, and sometimes Mm -hmm. things that I write are – accepted but more often than not you get rejection so I don't 
it's you're an actress, so you probably or were an actress, and I'm sure you know mm-hmm. what that's like. <laughs> kind of like well, I know all about rejection. Yeah, yeah. and I want to so hear more, but I, I think that was interesting. How did you? One question, you say you submit your writing a lot. I just recently bought a big, thick book about you know, how to reach out to get your writing published as well, and it's been a great resource for me. Um, how do you find places to submit your work to? I'm just curious. Um, I guess Poets and Writers Magazine. I also, it seems like there's all kinds of opportunities that pop up on different blog sites like brevity.com. I write mostly nonfiction and memoir. Mm -hmm. What I submit is mostly in that. Um, So I kind of keep my eyes open for things that come across just online and social media. And and most of, and if not, you know, the bulk, a lot of my friends are writers and we share opportunities to publish and, and all. So I, I kind of have radar up anyway, um, seeing it. And I then I, I read a lot, so I know, like, what might take my stuff. And so I will submit that way. But I do it, I just kind of do it casually because I don't get my hopes up. I mean, obviously, um, there's gazillions mm-hmm. of people submitting. So I did that with Hedgebrook. I thought, oh, what the heck. So I went online and I filled out their application, which was pretty extensive. I mean, they ask, you know, these in-depth questions, but you do it all online. It's so easy to do it. And I think the deadline was August 30th. So I literally mm-hmm. did it, like, on the 29th or something ridiculous. Wow. And press submit. Wow. And I also, they ask for um, a sample of your writing. So I sent that. Okay. And, and I. Just, so was it a piece that you'd had around for a while? What? Um, no, it was kind of submitted. a collection of things that I'm working on. I'm working on. Um, I'm working. On, my project is that I've been working on for many, many years. Is relates to my parenting a daughter who's severely disabled, which you mentioned in the intro. Um, she's pretty mm-hmm. much the inspiration for most of the writing that I've done in the last 10 years or so. Um, I do a little bit of short, short stories and fiction, but mostly I've been working on um, writing memoir and essays relating um, a lot to disability, but it's sort of veering off now into disability and identity and my own identity as a mother, but also as a woman and a artist and writer. And so what I submitted to Hedgebrook was about sort of how those are entwined. Um, My daughter's nonverbal and severely disabled, and so much of what makes us human um, Mm -hmm. in our culture is our language. So I'm, while it's like simultaneously trying to extricate my own identity from hers and disability, it's also I am her identity and that I speak for her. And so I'm mm-hmm. kind of, it sounds all complicated, but I'm writing um, that. And I think I submitted uh, some pieces that I've worked on a little bit, even on my blog, which are called How We Do It. And it's just over the years, people, you know, will constantly say, I just don't know how you do it or how do you do it or I could never do that. So I've sort of done it casually, but now I'm sort of ready to dig in. So I sent them 10 pages. And then in November, I was at a lacrosse tournament in San Diego 
by myself with my other one of my other kids, who's a boy. Mm-hmm. And we were down in San Diego staying in a motel, and I was going to his matches and watching him in the stands, and I got an email, you know, on my phone, and I opened it, and it was my Hedgebrook acceptance, and I literally burst out crying, like, in the Aww. stands, and I stood up, and I like, excuse Aww. me, excuse me, and I walked <laughs> down, <laughs> down, and even during the game, and I went and stood out in the parking yeah. lot, kind of hyperventilated. Oh, so. that's so great. I'm, I'm, that, I'm so excited for you. That's so well, the next exciting. morning so, I woke up and thought, oh, my God, yeah. I can't do it. It's three weeks. Right. Like, what was I thinking? Right. <laughs> Isn't so. that funny? Okay, so it's three weeks long, and so right. how, what's going <laughs> to, yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot yeah, of prep, I, prepping. I kind of, like, tortured myself by thinking, well, maybe I won't be able to do it, and I can't mm-hmm. do it. How could I do it? And feeling like it was so self-indulgent and, you know, if not logistically impossible, every terror, terror-filled terror thought, you know, ran through my head for yeah. a long time. And then that would be balanced out by, you know, if this were a job that my husband got, let's say, who's a chef, yes. and it was going to mm-hmm. give him some, you know, some incredible opportunity, we would all be like scrambling to get him to do it. And I thought, like, why is that, that I'm not scrambling? Like, of course I'm going to do it. And I just, you know, I even in talking to my parents, um, they were like, well, how are you going to do that? You know, I don't think anyone imagines that someone like me could do that or even should do that. I think people are genuinely happy that I'm going to do it, but I don't, mm-hmm. I think some, and I think that starts mm-hmm. with me too, because in my yeah. self, I feel a yeah. little guilty, but I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm just arranged yeah. child care I, for my daughter know, and my but husband is going to balance it and I guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, you are going to do it. It's just so interesting because you said it feels self-indulgent, but then I love how you compared it to if it, if the opportunity came to your husband, then you wouldn't think twice about it. But I think as moms, we just always have this guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad you're doing it. I'm thrilled. I think that's going to be amazing. And so do you have, is there a certain, I mean, what is it like once you get there? Is there something, one thing in particular you'll work on? Are you working, or I will am. they have exercise? Well, because I've never done a writing um, residency or a workshop, I mean, a lot of people go to those um, in solitude. This this one is on this island, and you get your own little cottage. I mean, it's really so oh my God. over the top, amazing. Um, wow! Weeks and food cooked by some wonderful chef, and it's organic farm there, and it's supposed to be so oh my beautiful. God. You have your so own. So again, we're talking cottage. about Hedgebrook. I'm sure people are like, I need to Google this now. Okay. Yeah, I think Sorry, they I offer programs yeah. all year round um, that are just mm-hmm. short-lived, and these are residencies that they do once a year, and they there are five or six writers at any given time um, at, during, so there'll be six other women or five other women, I believe, and we will all eat dinner together. But then the days okay. are spent writing and resting and walking and you know doing your doing wow. your thing doing my thing. So Aww. 
I'm going to go. I didn't even own a laptop, Lindsay. I have a desktop. I don't have a Mac. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) have a laptop. And I'm not a longhand writer. I mean, I will write longhand, Mm -hmm. but I... One of the things, I just recently finished a job where I ghost wrote um, or helped to edit a book, and I um, made a good amount of money doing that. So with it, I bought myself my very first laptop. I bought one of those Ah. Lenovo Yoga. I don't know. I I read about them, and it was affordable, and I bought it. So right now Ah. I'm sort of panicked trying to transfer my writing from my laptop from my computer to my laptop because um, everything is on my laptop. And I'm so inept, you know, like I'm downloading it. I know, I am too. (laughs) I even like printed something. The one thing that I've been working on, I actually printed it out one night because I just got paranoid because I couldn't find it one time. And I was like, "I, I don't know what I'm doing. So at least if it all goes to hell, I have it right here with a big rubber band wrapped around it. But, I mean, that's just one thing. But that, that's not well, the proper way to go about it. Well, I might out, so. too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, funny. Um, and so for you, you know, we mentioned we have, we have 15 minutes left, so I want to cover a couple other things, too. But I, this sounds amazing, and you so deserve it. Um, I'm excited. I hope you'll, I'm sure you'll write about it. Well, maybe not while you're there, but when you get back. Right. Um, now, so you mentioned Sophie being, you know, a big part of your what you write about and how your identities are, like you are her words, really, or you're her, her voice, excuse me, not her words. Um, and I just want to hear from you if you want to tell people about Sophie and, you know, your fight for um, legalizing marijuana, um, if, whatever you want to interject in there about her. I um I was all, I was a, <clears throat> well before I had Sophie I'm she's 20 years old she's my oldest child and I had mm-hmm. her when I was 31 so I'm 51 and um when she was born in 1995 I didn't you know we didn't have an internet or a computer or anything and I had been a writer and I was also a pastry chef but I wrote you know I've always been a writer since I was a little kid and fancied myself one day you know writing a book but when I had Sophie she was diagnosed with epilepsy um a severe form of it um when she was about 3 months old so that sort of plunged me in into it it's almost like a cutoff from the life I had before her and then the life I had onward and I didn't write anything for probably 10 years I I had did a little bit of wrote in a journal, a, a little bit, a scattering of it. But I was writing in my head the mm-hmm. whole time. And then about, I guess, 10 years ago, I went to a writing workshop um, at UCLA, like an extension, and it was called Writing the Healing Story. And it, it sort of opened me up to write again. And as I wrote through the workshop, my teacher said, um, you've got a book, so... It, it sort of became what I did. Like I, I just scratched, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had writing time in between parenting, and I have two other children. But Sophie right. um, has And Sophie's called, your youngest. No, Sophie's my right? oldest. No, no, she's not. Yeah, yeah. She's your oldest. Sorry. Yeah, she's yeah. 20, and then my mm-hmm. boys are 16 and 14. That's, but that's Sophie right. Sorry, was, I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She... Um, has what's called refractory epilepsy, which means they weren't her seizures are not controlled by medication. So, for 
up until she was 19. So last year she had uncontrolled seizures despite 22 drugs, uh, pharmaceuticals and all. And so I... I started hearing about marijuana or medical marijuana a few years ago, but I thought it was just, you know, the kind that you smoked. And I used to joke, I don't smoke pot. I haven't since I was, you know, in college. So I Mm -hmm. used to joke and say that I would go get some pot and blow it in her face or something if that helped seizures because I had been reading reports about it. But that was years and years ago. And then I don't know when Mm -hmm. I first started reading about serious stuff with, with marijuana, but... Um, it it wasn't actually marijuana like we smoke. It was actually called it's cannabis or cannab cannabinoids, which are oh, are okay. what, what you're hearing about um, when you hear mm-hmm. about medical marijuana. And the cannabinoids um, are anti-epileptic. They're also anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial. I mean, there's a wealth of um, good value to them. But because of current laws. Um, marijuana is a Schedule One drug, which which makes it like heroin and cocaine, having no medicinal mm-hmm. value, and therefore it's been impossible to study it in, in universities because you can't get it's a fe, you know it's a federal thing. So even though we have these individual states legalizing marijuana or medical marijuana. The federal government mm-hmm. is still overriding them. But to make a long story short, we in California, I got on a waiting list to use this oil called Charlotte's Web, which you might have heard about if you watch CNN. They have a they have a series of really great programs that will educate you about it called Weed, and they're all available now on YouTube. But in any case, the original Charlotte's Web became available in California, and we were among the first 20 families that tried it. And that was in December of 2013. So Sophie, I gave her, we gave her the oil a year and a half ago then. And within weeks, um, she had her first seizure-free days in her life. And Wow. So <laughs> utterly dramatic. That's and amazing. Yeah. yeah. Life what do you, changing. when you say liquid, what do you mean you gave her the well, liquid? Well, it's actually Is a it tincture. Different? Yeah, it's a tincture. It's a what? So a tincture, like an, it's a huh. tincture, like T-I-N-C-T-U-R-E. It's an oh, oil, okay. and the the base of it is, Sophie uses a coconut oil base, but it, it's distilled into coconut oil, olive oil, MCT oil, different oils, but the actual medicine is um, a cannabis, and it's high CBD, high cannabinoids, mm-hmm. low THC. So THC is the part of the marijuana plant that makes you high, and that's what people smoke, and that's what we right. all think about when we think about pot. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. But there is a trace amount of it in the oil that Sophie takes, but it's not enough um, to cause any psychoactive um, problems. I see. Okay. So do you rub but, it on her, or is it something you, no, put in, you, make, liquid, you make food you, with? No, she she just eat it's I draw it up in a She'll syringe of yeah and you just put it in her mouth. It's Got one it. okay. she takes a t- you know it's not a lot of it's not like you're drinking it's not even a teaspoon of oil and she takes it three yeah. times a day. So Okay. Yeah, and well, from and that, how I'm, are you fi- 
Mm-hmm. What? Go ahead, sorry. I've just no, been go ahead. Working, working hard to educate the public and politicians and and advocate mm-hmm. and write and do all those things to educate that this is a medicine that we're fortunate enough to get because we live in California, but it's kind of a tragedy and ridiculous that kids in other it states is. aren't able to. So, Are we one of the few states that people can get it? Well, no. Now they're kind of falling one by one, but it's, you uh-huh. know, you, they're, really? it's, the yeah. laws are changing, but access to it is still really hard because, you know, it has to gotcha. be grown. And, again, it it's all stymied by federal law that makes it, you know, a, a Schedule right. One drug. So that would well, be a whole other a lot, a lot of ad- There's no way to talk about it all. Yeah, I know. I know. And I know you've done a, a ton of advocacy for it, and I'm glad you got to talk about it, though, right now. Um, but I wanted to – so how are you then – with Sophie home probably a lot of the time, and how do you find time to write? Or what's your, how do yeah, you, I, yeah, I guess how do you find time to write? Well, that's one of, that will tie it into Hedgebrook too. I, you know, I, I'm, I love to write and I don't find it a chore at all. I, I just love it mm-hmm. so much and always have, um, even revising all of that. I really do. I love it. Um, it's a pleasure for me. And um, Mm -hmm. so whenever I have time, I write. You know, I might write early, early in the morning. I might write late at night. Um, Up until very recently, I only wrote late at night. And then I write in the spaces in the day when I can. I mean, I'm lucky because Sophie is still in school. She's in the public school system. And when she can go to school, she um, Mm -hmm. has some time. I, I homeschool my youngest son. So when he's working, okay. I'll do my own writing, and I'm pretty concentrated. Like I don't, I I have pretty decent attention s- stuff, so I can sit and work yep. furiously. And then blogging has really helped me because it's sort of like exercising a muscle where I just yes. I mm-hmm. can write something fast and quick, and it's almost like it mm-hmm. keeps me in the game. And then I'll write offline yep. as well. I noticed that you started, and maybe I'm wrong, but for me, I noticed you started posting with much frequency probably a year or two ago. Is that right? I mean, before then, I didn't think you were posting. Then I thought you started posting every day. Yeah, I've been posting every day for many years, but in the first few years, I think I've been blogging like eight years or seven years. And in the beginning, yeah, I would barely do it. But in the last four or five years, I would say I have been almost every day and sometimes twice a day mm-hmm. but but um I I'm drawing away from that a little bit now too just because it, not that it's boring but there's a part of me that's like ah oh, it's too much exposure but it's been a wonderful um it's been yeah. kind of an incredible thing because I have this amazing community that I've kind of fostered and nurtured and I've joined and there's so many beautiful writers and families and parents and poets and artists, and I feel like I know them. Uh, some of them I do know them now personally as well, but it's a very mm-hmm. intimate group. And, you know, I'm not one of the ones who likes to bash blogging and social media because no. I feel like it's opened yeah. up and connected me to so many wonderful people. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I know. I agree. Um, yeah, I think that, I think there's almost a trend, it seems like. I mean, not a trend for the sake of being trendy, but a lot of us started out blogging, and then it just sort of it was almost like a brainstorm, like you're saying, and then you kind of found your people, or it helped branch you out into something else. And then I've seen people shut down their blogs, you know, over the last year, or, or just feel overexposed. And Yeah. Well, I used to yeah. even do, you know, think I started the blog because I had sent a manuscript and the agent person said, you need to build a platform. I was like, really? Yes. So that's when I, I started it. And I did that ad stuff, and I, and then I just cut it all out. And now I don't even mm-hmm. look at stats anymore. I used to look, you know, kind of obsessively at yep. my stats. I don't anymore, but... Um, you know, yeah, I do I know. periodically just want to shut down Facebook, but then I realize, like, I know, I know. my I whole, do. like, marijuana community, I don't know a lot <laughs> of those people, but we rely on each other for information. I know. And, and I just couldn't possibly shut it down. <laughs> so I know. I, know. I Last night I felt really bad. I was like, I looked at my husband and I was like, I think I just had way too much chocolate. I got really anxious. But it was, and I said I've been on Facebook too long today, and I didn't mean to be, but it just kept getting drawn in. And I was like, "What am I doing?" And my husband's not on Facebook, but yeah. it's just—I mean, I would almost like to shut it down. But I think my rule for myself is just—I just should never make comments about right. anything because it's just not the same as having. A, I don't think it's the same as having a right. conversation with somebody. And like no, I, I don't—you know—with expressing motherhood, like I like to have positive stories not that you know what I mean like I just will not get somebody I'm just not into like the bashing like my life is not surrounded with moms at war it's just not real life for me I don't know well I took Facebook off my phone so now I really don't look at it during the day I I kind of check check it every now and then but it made it easier Mm -hmm. not to click that little icon thing on my phone because I'm out and about I'm going to yeah I need to do that. I know, because I was anti-iPhone when the show started. I was totally anti, like, all that social networking. Yeah, so, but that's all right. I've And then, but I see myself doing it more, and it totally distracts me and gets me agitated. So i got to cut back a little bit. Yeah, um, it's a personal thing, you know. But I, so yeah, I, that's I what, how I write, just in dribs and drabs. But so Hedgebrook will be weird, <laughs> because I wonder, without that sort of press or pressure yes. from having to find mm-hmm. little times to write, and I'm going to have all that time. I thought, My fear is that I'll just be paralyzed, like, ah! <laughs> like, that I'm, what really will I do? That's fear, I mean, though. I'm, yeah. That's interesting, because I feel sometimes, I mean, that's how we work, you know, with these tiny right. little increments of just these windows where it's like, oh, okay, I can go escape and get it out of me. But then if I right. have a lot of time, I just I can't do a lot. Well, Although, you know what, whatever. Go on yeah, your walks I'm, and, you know. Well, I met a woman who's a poet who had a Hedgebrook residency. I met her recently, just randomly. It was weird. And she um, said that you'll find that you'll rest, too. And that word rest seems so weird to me. <laughs> Beyond just, yeah, like, right? sleeping, I'm never rest. I mean, I I don't know. It just seems rest. It's it's a beautiful yeah. word, right? I mean, you rest <laughs> yeah. so little with with children, and you it's know, my so true. And having a a grown, a, you know, I have an adult who's yeah. like a baby in many ways, so there yeah. is no rest, and it will go on and on. I, I think it'll just be odd to be for three weeks. 
rest. Oh my God, you need like it. You deserve it. <laughs> do they do mas- facials and massages? <laughs> no, I don't think it's spa-like, but okay, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, that's so good. Well, I think I think that's great. We only have a minute left. Actually, we have. T- 30 seconds left because I have to then I have well, to do my little in, out music but um no this is so much fun and also you have a book out and so let people I know do. the title of your an, book I have an ebook and you can download it for like a dollar 99 it's on Amazon and it's called um oh my gosh I'm blanking on what my own book is um, called something in the sea right or Hope for oh a God. sea change. That was so bad. Okay. I'm glad I don't <laughs> have go. a no. Yes, yeah, Hope for a sea That's change okay. with my name. And That's it's downloadable and on Audible, too, which is kind of fun. You can listen to it. That's very fun. Well, thanks for talking to me, Elizabeth. Thank you, Lindsay. Have a wonderful day. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for joining me and Elizabeth Aquino on my third ever podcast. Next time, I'm going to be talking to actress Beth Littleford of Dog with, from the TV show Dog with a Blog. Um, so get ready for a lot of Beth Littleford. Um, to find out more about, oh, no, I need to thank Gary Gray of Tech Haven and my husband and, um, and Elizabeth for being on the show. To find out more, please head on over to ExpressingMotherhood.com. And until the next time, thank you.